Okay, so like one of the things that we do pretty frequently is this company from one of the nearby parts of Ohio uh, has this uh, sheet metal vendor send us these uh, like four by four stainless steel sheets for us to just blast a surface onto them so an epoxy can stick to it and they use them to make mm-hmm. gaskets for like natural gas lines and such. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and they send us these uh, pretty frequently, but uh, we were supposed to get a batch um, like late last week, early this week. Uh, I go in on Monday, and not only are they not there, but we have received um, like definitive information from FedEx that they are in town at a facility, actually. But FedEx is refusing to deliver them. Because the vendor, a company in Houston, Texas, um, owes them $22,000 oh for deliveries that they just didn't pay for. <laughs> that oh have been God. accumulating <laughs> over the last year. Because the way, that they, the way that they ran the billing is they wrote the name of our company with their oh. address and their FedEx account number. So... Since it's written with our name, the you know, when the guy goes and delivers it and we sign for it and stuff, they count that as a bill that we owe. But then if you follow the actual account number, which is the stuff that actually matters, of course, for FedEx, it is yeah. going to the vendor in Texas. Mm-hmm. So every time that this has happened, my boss has sent an email to them. He's got, you know, an email chain that's... Uh, got like him and the company from Ohio and this vendor in it. And every time that we get a delivery and we get the bill for it, he sends it to them and he's like, Hey, you know, we're not supposed to pay this. This is not part of the the arrangement that we have running here. So unless you guys are going to start paying us an awful lot more so that we can cover the deliveries, uh, this is not going to stand obviously. And he thought that they were just paying it as he sent it to them. Apparently they were not. They owe FedEx $22,000. So he tells me, all right, we'll figure out something for you to do to kill time today. And hopefully that the, hopefully they will deal with it and they will, uh, you know, show up in the morning tomorrow. Right. And I'm thinking there's no way if they allowed $22,000 of debt to build up, they're not dealing with it overnight. They're not going to hurry to resolve the situation. So I thought it was a little bit silly to expect it to get done, dealt with overnight, right? Uh, That was Monday. Today is Sunday. They never showed up. I ended up having a random unscheduled day off in the middle of the week because we literally just had nothing for me to do. Like most of my shift on Friday was spent like pulling weeds around our electrical boxes. That's how little I have to do this week because business has been super slow the whole last month, month and a half. And you are not going to believe this is where the the stuff really gets juicy because you are not going to believe the reason that we've been so slow this month. Because as the summer goes on, uh, my boss keeps telling me, oh, it's it's going to pick up. It's going to pick up. And it keeps not picking up. And then we hit August, which uh, when I got hired in August of last year, there was a ton of work that had like, you know, built up and accumulated and we need, we were like super behind and we had to work double to like try and, you know, catch up on it and stuff. Right. And that's how the situation where I learned how to do the job. We hit August this year and it is so incredibly slow that it's ridiculous it's been really nice because i get paid the same whether i'm busy or not 
And yeah. I've been having just a way easier time this last month. It's been great. But I found out uh, on Friday that the reason we have been so slow is that two months ago, uh, this is a this is a small this is a family owned business, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. The owner of the place is my boss's dad. In the day to day, it's literally just me and my boss, but it's owned by his dad, who is a lawyer. He has a practice across town. Blah blah blah. So my boss has an older brother, just for a little background, my boss has an older brother who has not spoken to his dad in two years-ish because of an okay. argument that they had. Two months ago, the younger brother also had an argument with their dad, prompting younger brother to say, you know what, dad, I set up both of your businesses' websites and they are in my name, which means I own them. I'm taking them down now. Fuck you. And he hasn't talked to him in the two months no. since. So both. Oh my god. Yeah. So the <laughs> so sandblasting shop you. and the legal practice have both been without functioning websites or any contact information available on the internet for two months now. <laughs> oh my god. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so new customers are unable to find contact information for us, and that's why we've slowed down so much. Fortunately, we do have enough regular customers who know about us that, like, you know, I'm not at risk of losing my job over this or anything. But, like, isn't that insane? That's, <laughs> that's so crazy. hysterical. Yeah. Everybody in this dude's life is trying to convince him to back down and give the websites back. Like, my boss has offered him $800 cash just to put the one back up so we can be easy to find on the internet again, and he says no. Yeah. Wait, and he's not even, it's not his dad offering the money, it's your mm -hmm. boss. Yeah. To his brother being like, dude. Like, please. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> up everybody and welcome to another exciting episode of <laughs> casual obsession a horror movie podcast where we talk about horror movies uh today we have an exciting episode where we're talking about a korean horror film called ganjam haunted asylum as always i am one of your hosts emma and with me today are our other hosts that you have come to expect as always, I am Noah, your other hosts. As sometimes, I am Nina. As never before, I am Jeff. <laughs> never before seen on the podcast. Welcome, welcome, seen. Jeff. It's good to have you here as a guest. Um, I'm really enjoying really exciting. It. Yeah, we've been wanting to get you on the podcast for a while now. Everyone I'm does. Glad it finally worked out. But yeah, so. Um, for those of you not in the know, uh, which I imagine is quite a few of you, um, Gonjam Haunted Asylum is a found footage horror movie that was released in 2018 that follows a group of basically YouTubers uh, that are going to investigate a haunted asylum. They're 
goal is to like go there, live stream the experience, um, maybe catch some spooky stuff, and then hope they're hopefully hoping to get a million views um, so that they can get like five hundred thousand dollar monies in ad revenue, and then they'll like split that between themselves. So you have like the main YouTube guy whose name is Hajun. And then he hires um, six other people to kind of go with him. Uh, three girls named Ayun, Charlotte, and Jihyun, and three boys, Sunghyun, Sungwook, and Jaehyun. Um, and I apologize to any um, Korean listeners if I'm totally like Americanizing like the names of these people. Um, but I am, in fact, American and am mm. bad at saying names sometimes. But we're going to do our best. We're going to do our best. But yeah. You did really so, butcher Charlotte's pronunciation there, though. It's yeah. I'm embarrassing, sorry. really. <laughs> so, it is really um, funny the way she says it every time in the movie, though. Like every time she's like, Charlotte. Yeah. Like, it's, it's... <laughs> so. Yeah, the movie kind of starts off with them like gathering together, explaining what they're going to be doing, um, having some like group bonding, and then eventually they get to the um, hospital and they sneak in, uh, and then things start happening. And if you're curious what things start happening, we can talk about that after the spoiler break. But yeah, um, for those of you who may not know, Ganjam is a real place. It's oh. a psychiatric hospital that CNN did mm. list as one of the 10 scariest places on earth. Oh. Um, and there was actually like a little bit of flack. The kind of owner of Ganjam Psychiatric Hospital tried to sue the movie to stop it from really? being released. Yes. Oh. Um, so I'm assuming they, they were actually filming on location? They were not. Oh. Um, so the owner filed a lawsuit against the film being shown in theaters, claiming that the film will have negative effects on the sale of the building. Um, however, a soul cure... It was already listed as one port, of the scariest places. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... How's the movie gonna? Soul. The movie's gonna bring people in, if anything. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Trespassers, at least. Trespassers. That's <laughs> where the money is. There are <laughs> estimated to be about a thousand people every year that break in uh, to explore the hospital. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's like but, that's almost three every day. Yeah, there is. There are some blogs online that you can go to that have like a lot of pictures. It's a pretty creepy looking place. But um, a court and soul ruled in favor of the film, so it was allowed to be released. Nice. Huh. But um, this is a critical and financial success uh, in Korea. It became the third most watched horror film in South Korea after Phone, which was released in 2002, and A Tale of Two Sisters, released in 2003. Um. That's a long-standing record a, yeah. to be breaking into. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, um, as I mentioned... Coming in 15-year record on the tail of a uh, nasty lawsuit. 
Yeah, definitely. I imagine the lawsuit maybe even helped. The lawsuit must have helped, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's how yeah. horror fans are. If they find <laughs> yeah. out that the mm-hmm. owner of the building really didn't want this movie to be released, they're gonna go watch it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so the filmmakers couldn't get permission um, to film in the actual hospital. So the scenes in the film set in Ganjam were actually filmed in the National Maritime High School in Busan, um, and the production team adhered very, very, very closely to the actual floor plan of the hospital to create the exact kind of like hallways and exterior and everything. Wow, That's so cool! Which is Wait, super so impressive. Was this high school in use at the time, or is it also an abandoned building? Um. That's a great question. Because if that thing's in use and they made it look like that, I am very impressed. Honestly. Let's see. Um, it looks like it is. Yeah. Whoa. That's insane. Whoa. This is better than underwater getting shot in an abandoned Lowe's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was still pretty good, but. (laughs) It is, but it takes a second now. No, it was it it's up. not open anymore. Um, oh, okay. It's abandoned now, and apparently a few different horror movies were shot there, and that's kind of like brought in a lot of people trying to sneak in. Um, it's apparently, I think, going to be going through some reconstruction. Um, but yeah, it's currently okay. closed and not in use. Um so, so is the whole thing about like like room 402 and the door never opening and stuff is that all true actually or is um, that something that they added for the movie it's not room 402 um so there's a lot of rumors around uh Ganjam psychic psychiatric hospital mm-hmm. about like why it was closed there are some rumors saying there were a lot of mysterious deaths and that it was likely kind of um, the like head doctor or the whoever kind of ran things was kind of manic and crazed and killed a bunch of the Ooh. patients um, and then ran away. But the official statement is that um, it was actually like sewage and health problems that caused the closing of the hospital. Oh. Um, and uh, yeah, so there's not like the any, yeah, there's not like <laughs> any like solid proof that um, a bunch of killings or anything happened, but that's kind of like the rumor. Um, it is really interesting because the hospital itself is near this small town. Um, and it's kind of like off in the woods a little bit. And for people who have, like, tried finding the hospital to, like, go and, like, explore it, the locals will not give you directions. Like, they're very secretive about it. um, And they don't like sending people there. Um, So everybody that's kind of, like, found their way has to use, like, Google coordinates to, like, get there. Um, Is there, like, a huge, like, online community sharing the ways to get there and everything like that, I'm assuming? I don't know about. Huge, I mean, I don't expect you to know. It like... exists. Um, mm-hmm. In some of the blogs I saw, they were kind of like posting links to other blogs and websites that they were able to get the coordinates from. Um, but yeah, super interesting stuff. So yeah, that's really cool. 
yeah. Um, so that's kind of the background on the hospital itself. This movie takes it a little bit more in the oh, in the fantastical realm. Um, Jeff, you asked about 403, um, and then I got sidetracked telling different stories. But so in the actual hospital, um, all of the doors and rooms and stuff are open except for one, which is like on the second floor. I forget the exact number, but it was the director's office. Uh-huh. And that is closed. And I don't know if it's like locked and closed. Um, and if there's like a a thing of people can't get inside. Um, I wasn't able to find any information about that. But okay. the rumor is that all of the kind of ghosts of the patients there keep that door closed. Um, but yeah, all so right. that's interesting. Uh, the <laughs> actual fourth floor is kind of like the roof of the building um okay but yeah yes. so this movie was pretty fun ride pretty fun ride noah um how did how did this movie do critically well metacritic has no rating and that bums me out a little bit pretty lame but luckily IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes both have ratings. So we have IMDb at 6.3, which seems really low. Very low. Yeah. And we have Rotten Tomatoes at a 91, which makes much more sense. Yeah. And Letterboxd is a 3.3 out of 5, so 66, which is also really, really low. I'd say I'm, so. I'm really surprised. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know why you would rate this movie that low, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. What what would like say you were to rate this movie? Like, if I were to rate the movie, give it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I were to rate this movie, I don't know. You know, I I had some numbers popping around. I I was thinking maybe, maybe a three, maybe maybe like a four. But then I'm like, you know, no, 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 no. That's far too low. So then I added them together, you know, and I got a seven. And I'm like, you know what? No, no, no. That's still far too low. (laughs) So I added the three again, and that gave me a ten. And then I'm like, no, that's far too high. God damn it. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. No. Wait, wait, I, is this uh, the return here, of Nine Star Noah? <laughs> this is not the return of Nine Star Noah. Uh, I considered it. I considered it. But I am landing uh, pretty squarely on a 10. I oh my God. confidently say <laughs> this is the best found footage horror movie I have seen to date. I did it, everybody. I you did got it. Noah to commit to a 10. Ass. I picked a good movie. That's almost impossible. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm so proud. Man. Even Hellraiser didn't get a 10. Hellra- Hellraiser? Hellraiser I love Hellraiser, but it does not deserve a 10. Even Halloween yeah. didn't I get think a I 10. Gave it a... <laughs> Even Wolf Cop didn't get a 10. <laughs> Even Wolf Blood Glacier probably couldn't get a 10. <laughs> you know, is this your is this your first no. 10 of no. the podcast? That's Noah? like that's I think it might be my first time of the podcast. I think it is. Oh, nice. Love it. If anyone rolls back and says, uh, actually, Noah, you rated Friday the 13th Part 1, <laughs> A10, um, that's stupid. <laughs> if I said that, no, I didn't. <laughs> so it's like, I denounced myself. You're on if the I, casual If I rated that a 10, let me, let me rectify that's an 8. revisionist history. <laughs> no, I can just rewrite the podcast however he wants to make himself look better in the moment. 
We're Americans. We can do that, apparently. Yeah. Apparently. We have the power. But yeah, I say 10. Love that. You know what I am curious about, though? Yeah. I'm actually really curious as to what Nina rates this movie. Oh, thanks. I'm also very asking. We, to maintain um, our professional credibility, have not spoken since we watched this movie on Friday morning. Wow. Incredible. The voice has really helped with that. I bet it has. I will uh, say, because I I was so excited for everybody to watch this movie. Um, and Noah and Nina were the first out of the three of you to watch it. And so you guys were watching it like Friday morning. And mm-hmm. I was like texting you guys. I was like, what part yeah. are you like? <laughs> How are you liking the well, movie? Well, the funny thing is... You texted me bef- like when still nothing like actually had happened, mm-hmm. and I was, replied and was like, "Nothing has actually happened." And like two minutes later, things like really kicked off in the third act, and I f- did not check my texts again. Yeah, <laughs> you were like, "Oh, what part are you at?" Didn't see it. Luckily, Noah was responding. <laughs> Noah was like messaging me. So. You know that it's a good movie when I'm not on my phone to see messages, or so. it's a movie that you have to actively read the subtitles. Well, That's true. Uh, okay, so my rating. Um, this movie was like so good that I could I couldn't compare it to other movies after the fact. Like I was trying to think about like, oh, you know, has any ever other movie scared me as much as this? And I ended up being like, well, has any other media scared me more than this movie? And what I landed on was yes, but only because, <laughs> <laughs> but only because like I think Doki Doki Literature Club specifically played to something that I personally find very scary in a way that I don't think any movie could because you can't interact in, with a movie the way you can a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this movie has definitely hit me uh, more than a good deal of many other movies have. I think the only things that have hit me more are movies that are not supposed to be scary but have like a sudden death, and I'm like, no. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I think this one's probably going to be a uh, 10 for me as well. Oh my Rider. God. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Have I done it? Have I done it? I said last time, it is my goal on this podcast to get a movie where everybody rates it a 10. And Are we I really going to hit it within the first year of this podcast running? I I'll be shocked. Almost there. No. <laughs> so to begin my rating uh (laughs) party pooper jeff over here oh that's me wow Jeff is no Jeff longer on the podcast. Jeff on the floors of the podcast. We, That's why my bandmates used Jeff to call me the, the dream killer. So I... Uh, I don't know what just happened there. Um, I am giving this movie a solid A that okay. I believe it very firmly deserves, definitely. Mm-hmm. It is most definitely the best found footage movie that I have ever watched. It has a lot of good stuff in it that I really, really like. But I feel like it does have this like lack of rewatch value that is largely kind of endemic to found footage movies, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, I am out. God damn it. Solid 8, though. Very, very good movie. I really enjoyed watching it. I liked everything about it a whole awful lot just about i think that's a super fair like because that is something that i 
like to, to again go back to my doki doki thing i cannot play that game because like i know it'll affect me next the next time i play it as much as it did the first time mm-hmm. partially because i do know what's coming which makes the first part of the game like that much worse mm-hmm. um this movie i don't think would hit me the same way as as that but i do want to watch it again Honestly, I I am looking forward to watching it again. And as yeah. Emma has been doing, I've witnessed her do this. I do also want to uh, push it on all of my friends and make them watch it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, this is a make your friends watch it kind of movie. I do feel like it would merit a second watch, but I feel like after watching it twice, I'll probably be done with it. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is fair. very fun. Like on the second watch through, to watch it with other people mm. that haven't seen it. And yeah. Just- kind of get their reactions makes it so so great (laughs) Um, because that's what i did Uh, i had a roommate viewing party where um it was supposed to be um me and two of my other roommates were gonna watch but one of them got stuck at work so it was just me and stacy and watching stacy watch it was just sublime um, if memory serves, you said Stacy was so scared she almost threw up. Uh, yeah, she almost threw up at one point. I don't remember which part it was specifically, but Aww. yeah. Um, the fear vomit is a rare reaction to get from a movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, um, I mean, I'm giving this a ten out of ten. I really really had fun with it it was recommended to me by some other friends who also recommended the whaling um people know good movies yeah Mm -hmm. and i just this is this is the most scared i've been in a movie um and it was just really really great the first time i watched it i was watching it with a friend of the podcast matihi on discord and there were a few we were both like freaked out we were watching in the dark with like headphones on and there was a part where she was like i cannot watch this she was like i cannot watch <laughs> what's happening right now and so i had to like describe what was happening um and on that part too um on monday stacy kind of was like i'm only watching the corner of the screen she's like i can't do this so i was like <laughs> describing that same scene can um, I guess what scene it was? Um, yeah, I was about to say, after I think the, I have a guess. After the spoil I think I know break. exactly which after scene After the it was. spoil break, yeah. I'm so excited because I think I know exactly where it is. Yeah. <laughs> because I my, know my which stomach scene fell it is. out. There's no, there is no like alternative for me. There was one scene that was absolutely more tense and scary than it the It was when the they made the vat of ramen. Oh! Yep, that was it. That was the one. God. That ramen looks so good. I have Dude. some of that brand in my closet. That brand and, of ramen is pantry. really good. It's, it's the it's bomb. It's spicy as heck, but oh. it's it really is. good. It is, my, it is my go-to. I've been buying it in bulk ever since like late high school, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, I will never we literally, stop. We found a place that will sell us a whole like big square of it. Like a, like like a for, pallet of it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. No, this is this is expensive ramen. Oh no. Yeah. It's like it's $2. like five dollars for a giant oh. flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're up on yeah, that. we're talking like the the stuff. I want to say it's probably a, it's a little less than a dollar a pack yeah. versus like the five cents a pack. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's and it's worth it though. Freakishly expensive oh, compared to your like uh regular ramen. Yeah, that's a but tremendous amount of uh price inflation there, but like it's still but, not oh that my much God. money. <laughs> 
It's very so good. worth it. It's <laughs> like it. I cannot eat other ramens. The only other brand of like instant soup that I eat outside of it is like udon. So mm. yeah, yeah. Ten out of ten. Buy Shin Ramen. Do it. It's red. Uh, it's in a red package and it's spicy and it's really good. I yeah. really want to pick up Shin Black sometime. It's not that much better. It's see that Ooh, I hear that, but I, I gotta try ramen. for myself. Yeah, yeah, black the black literal. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we got a ten, a ten, a ten, and then an eight from. You know, poopy pants. If you take my McGee. ten and you add it to Nina's ten, that's two tens. It is yeah. two tens. What's that? That's one hundred. Huh? So then you add, you add one more ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite following this math, but all right. <laughs> ten times ten. <laughs> I think honestly, this will probably be about as close as I get to my dream of everybody giving a movie. I picked yeah, a ten. That's um, the thing about having four hosts. Is like even if you find another movie that like Jeff likes more, there's a possibility. Yeah, we all that, like, like different things. Like it as much. Yeah. We do. And I don't like found footage movies, so like <laughs> you don't. You're gonna come out here with Killer Clowns two. And everyone except you is going to give it a 10, Emma. That's what's going to end up happening. Probably. Probably. Is there Killer Clowns 2? There will no, be. They've, <laughs> they've been talking the about future. it. We might have to wait yeah, another 30 to do years, for years for it. But... Yeah. Well, I'm sure you podcast listeners, now that we've given this movie such high ratings, uh, you want us to kind of get to the meat of the episode. But first, I mean, that would we be gotta cool. go over some trigger warnings. Mm -hmm. Um, so for this movie, that's what I was going to say. Not the we don't thing. have <laughs> we don't have too many trigger warnings to go over. Um, we there is some flashing lights, so mm -hmm. be careful of that. And then also there's some possession. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, if you are scared of ghosts, maybe this isn't the movie for you. I was maybe gonna say it's, it's a hallmark of. It's a hallmark of a good horror movie that you don't have a lot of triggers, but it's still the scariest movie you've ever seen. Yeah. It's like, that's how you know that they're doing it kind of right, is there's nothing that they're not using any gimmicks where it's like, yeah. oh man, if you are especially scared by this specific thing, it's like it covers all its bases pretty well without like yeah. using any gimmicks. It doesn't go for anything cheap. It just builds really well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, and... Yeah, so that's the trigger warnings. I feel like there's something else that we're supposed to do before we go. I don't know what it would be though. Side Could it well, be? We we haven't. You're. Uh, we haven't mentioned how scary this movie is yet. We it's, have. It's true. We haven't mentioned. It's, we haven't talked about it. Sure, we've mentioned that a, a person might vomit purely out of fear. We've mentioned that I peed on the floor. I pooped in my bed. But like, is it scary though? Sure. That I DM'd Emma saying who would, who would I would have pooped my pants. Who would know better about how scary this movie is than the woman who suggested it herself, Emma? Hey, that's me. Why would Emma know? <laughs> This is legitimately, very seriously, a 10 out of 10 scare. <laughs> <laughs> no jokes. <laughs> no jokes this time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we'll you saying this segment is usually a joke? What? No. Are all these other movies not, not scary? Um, I would never. What's been happening all this time? <laughs> <laughs> have, the, have the movies we've been watching not, have been not that scary? No, 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 it's the rating system it's that the is wrong. It's the ratings wrong. Who are wrong. 
Am I still out of touch? <laughs> okay. Right. Now, with all of that out of the way, we're going into our spoiler part of the episode. If you want to watch this movie um, and you don't want to be spoiled, which I would recommend watching this movie without being spoiled, Certainly. then go watch it, come back to this later, and we'll still be here. But for the rest of you, let's jump in to a spoil summary. I'm jumping. You're jumping? That's me Um, jumping in. So, yeah. So the crew gets to um, Gonjam Haunted Asylum. They start the broadcast. The team captain is kind of set up uh, off-site at and like this tent where he's managing like the broadcasting and doing like scene cuts and stuff between the different teams that are in the hospital um and uh, they're kind of like going through each level of the like asylum explaining some of the like haunted activity that'll happen there on the fourth floor in particular there's room 402 where um Nobody's ever really been able to open it, and anybody who tries, there's, like, a curse where anybody who tries, um, like, dies. So, they're like, we're gonna open it and show you all what's on the inside of this room, like, at the end of our broadcast, so stay tuned. Um, then they keep kind of, like, going around, and, um... They get like a door slam on camera and going inside, they like see, I think it was the director's room. So they start talking about like who the director was and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Um, I'm not going to go into like the nitty ditty, nitty gritty details of like all the different like kind of small details of the movie, but then they kind of keep going and they perform a like, I don't, I'm not sure if it's supposed to be like a cleansing ritual or just kind of like a communication. It felt like a ritual. summoning ritual. Summoning ritual, maybe. They perform this ritual in a room with like a bunch of bells. And when they do that, um, as they're kind of like sitting there waiting for a response, all the bells start shaking and then the lines kind of get snapped and the bells fall down and they all leave the room screaming. Um, and there's kind of like this big argument within the group of like we should leave now um but then they get convinced to all stay and then at this point a couple of them like sneak away from the rest of the group and get a call from the captain and you find out that the captain and the other two like insiders to the youtube channel so far have been um setting up some of the scares and this is just such kind of a like good a, reveal too. Yeah. And they've been setting up the scares and they're like, Oh, like this person reacts really well to being scared. So we should definitely like try to push her a little bit more. Um, and so like, okay, cool. And then they go off and they start doing some other stuff, like going around looking at rooms and, then most of them converge on this one room that has all of these, like, um, I think they're kind of like Iron Maiden boxes, but without the kind of pokey sticks on the inside. And there's a hole at chest level um, on each of them. 
and there's this one that's closed and they're like, oh, there's no like handle or anything on this. Um, so let's like, let's try to open it. So one of the guys who's like on the inside of the scheme, like reaches in and acts like his arm gets pulled and he like eventually pulls it out and is like pretending to be really freaked out. Um, and then is like, I'm going to do it again for science. And the rest of the group's like, no, 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 fuck you. You're not doing it again. Like, we'll do it again. You just stay back. And so one of the girls reaches in who's not um, kind of in on all this. And her arm, like, actually violently gets pulled. And they have to, like, pull her out. And when they do, she has these large gashes on her arms. Or on her arm. And as they're, like, looking at all that, the door to the... Iron Maiden box thing slowly opens. Um, mm -hmm. And then Charlotte's scarf kind of gets pulled up and like chokes her somewhat and freaks everybody out. And then they all like fucking flee the room. They have another big argument and um, Charlotte and the girl whose arm got gashed decide to leave. Um, so they're heading back towards the campsite where the captain is. And uh, the others decide to stay and keep filming. Um, at this point, uh, the two insiders call the captain again, and they're freaking out because they didn't plan that or do anything. Um, and the captain's like, no, 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 like, they're just messing with you, whatever. Um, stay, keep doing the stuff. And then the guys kind of do a counter argument of they're like, we know this is real. Give us more money or else we're out. And so he's like, okay, I'll give you more money. Then they keep know going. Your worth. Mm -hmm. They um, start having some more freaky stuff happen. Uh, one of them gets kind of knocked unconscious um, and another one gets dragged away. Then creepy shit just keeps happening. And then outside as Charlotte and the other girl are trying to get back to um, the camp. They keep kind of like going in this repeating pattern of seeing the same scenery. Um, and then the girl who got gashed gets possessed and starts muttering in a really creepy way as the camera like shows her face and it's like black eyes and just real like unnerving. Um, Charlotte tries to run away but then gets enraptured in this light and then appears inside of the hospital again um, in this vast, like, kind of empty room, except the creepy girl is now in one corner, one corner, and then um, in another part of the room is this, like, naked guy that they've seen in some of the pictures of, like, the hospital. Um, and... Uh, She's slowly trying to get out of the room, but can't. And then the guy kind of like charges at her and creepy stuff. Um, the rest of them eventually are kind of like freaking out about what's going on in the hospital. And they hear Charlotte yelling from inside of room 402. So they're trying to get inside. Um, and eventually they're able to um and then 
creepy shit starts happening. They all get killed. Um, well, well, they all get kind of like possessed as this really cool scene of like cameras are like pointed at each of their faces and also kind of at their line of sight so you can see what they're seeing but also see their reactions to stuff. Um, and so you see them all kind of like looking around, kind of panicking inside of this room. And you keep seeing these like hands like reach around from the back of their heads um, to like cover their faces. And then somebody will see it and like call it out and it'll like go back. But this keeps happening and they get possessed. Um, and then kind of the scenes end there. The captain, frustrated that he can't communicate with his team, eventually decides to go in and uh, he gets eventually stuck inside room 402 where he sees all of these ghosts and then the ghost of the, the director uh, strangles him to death. And then that's the movie. Yeah. Um, it's so a movie. Now that I've laid out the spoil summary, we can talk about things, but first... What part of the movie do you think both Matt and Stacy were unable to watch? Charlotte um, in room 402 with the naked guy where she keeps looking over and looking away. Yeah. That that is in fact the scene. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's 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 a lot. It's it very tense. That's yeah. one of the things that I loved about this um was that they were not shy with flashlight shots. And because first off, they gave us an excuse for everyone to have a camera running, right? It was a live right. stream and they didn't have control over the cameras. Yeah. I loved the dumb little harness that showed their face and showed everything. So we always got to see anything we wanted. Mm -hmm. That was great. And then they put it in a dark place that they were trying to actively not light up. So we got anxiety inducing flashlight shots. Yeah. And I don't know if. Either you have, well, Jeff, I know you have. Uh, Emma, I don't know how often you would walk around in the woods at in the late night. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, not often. But if it's not often, that's that's <laughs> for the best. Uh, let's say hypothetically it's 3 a.m. and you're walking through woods near a cornfield because one of your dumbass friends said, <laughs> what if we went to the cornfield in the witching hour? Um None of and us then knew you go hang out. Hour was just for the record. <laughs> yeah, no, we thought it, it was anywhere between midnight and three a.m. If that's all that we knew, uh, I don't even know if that's true or not. But it doesn't matter because that's what we thought. Everybody will <laughs> um, very confidently tell you a different time. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. So we we did it between one and three a.m. And I tell you, you think you think the woods are dark. And you think night is dark until you turn on a flashlight and then suddenly the woods are pitch black and you can barely see, you can't see better with the flashlight than you could see without it. And I've always hated that. Here's the so, thing though, most of yeah. those nights, being out in the middle of that cornfield was actually the least scary part because the moon would always be out and it was just a big open area with a bunch of moonlight. You could kind of mm -hmm. see the whole thing. Historically, yeah, it's it just, seems it's just the like woods witching hour was 3 to 4 a.m. 3 to 4? Yeah. I've never heard anyone yes. say that. Interesting. But okay. um, nowadays, it's more considered... Some people will say it's 12 to 1. Yeah. Um, but then others will say between 2 to 4. Sounds to me like uh, the only time you don't need to worry is between 1 and 2. Yeah. 
You're good between one and two. This is true. Um, yeah. Get all your witch stuff done from 12 to 1, take a break, and then do it again from 2 to 4 just to cover all your bases. <laughs> Every okay. hour I don't know how this works. is a witching hour if you are a witch. If you witch You got hour. me there. <laughs> yeah. Real witch hours. Um, so the part that scared me the most was the part where Jihoon's um, eyes go dark and, sh and she starts muttering and shit. Mm. Because yeah. one time, right before I left um, to study abroad one year, I was up really late packing and my brother sleepwalks and he came out of his room and like was yelling my name. So I came out and I'm like, what is up? And he got really close to my ear and started doing that shit. He was like, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. he was saying <laughs> gibberish. Yeah. I lost my mind. I was like, what? And he's like, the gems, you have to get the gems or it won't work. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Go back to bed. He's like, okay. This is <laughs> and he went back okay. to bed. That's, that's how we learn to deal with the sleepwalking is if you just tell him to go back to bed, he'll be like, okay. Uh, but it scared the crap out of me, and that reminded me of when he yeah. did that. So I mean, that part <laughs> that part was freaky. And I know you two didn't watch with headphones on. Jeff, maybe you can um, corroborate my experience. But wearing headphones and watching that part, the noise kind of like bounces between your yeah. ears like a lot. Yeah, and it's really unnerving. Tell you what, this movie has a lot of audio placement tricks. Mm -hmm. that you will really only get if you are doing it with headphones because like lots of times when there's like you know random door slamming noises or when the the ping pong ball sound starts happening yeah that kind yeah. of stuff that is all placed at like different points in the field so like mm -hmm. you're you're well, really actually is. missing on a lot of the the experience of the movie and the stuff that they did with the sounds if you're not wearing headphones made a huge difference next next time i watch it i'll definitely watch it on a laptop with my headphones because it is meant to be like a youtube live stream yeah mm -hmm. um so it does make sense that like it would be better with headphones on honestly mm -hmm. uh, they did a great job of kind of simulating the and i think we can all kind of attest to this as people who have done like social media shit before um including this podcast they did really capture the like go get them attitude of a small production where it's like, yeah, we're going to freaking do this and we are so professional, but not really at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I really um, enjoyed that. There's also kind of like theories and stuff that um, really they didn't have many views the entire time and the ghost kind of like hijacked things to make it look like they're getting closer and closer to a million to spur them forward. Oh. Ooh. Um, oh, I like that. That would make sense too. Because yeah. there were definitely like all the times that um the numbers got replaced with like uh glyphs of some type. Yeah, it kept glitching out. Um then at the end, there kind of when you see the production video of the captain kind of like watching video um or showing kind of the stream on either side there's like a creepy graphic of like these girls sitting in these creepy like asylum chairs and then at the end after the captain dies it kind of goes back to the broadcast and shows that it's gone down to like barely any viewers and people are like oh yeah it turns out it was fake blah 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 and then um like the glyphs of the girls 
are shown to like stand up slowly and then the broadcast kind of fades out. Yeah, really. Cool. I like um, how they didn't stand up in sync with each other. Yeah. Like the one was slow and then they glitched to the same spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot. So in the ending scenes of the film, this is a fun fact that I didn't say because it has to do with the end. Um, in the ending scenes of the film, the Horror Times live stream website is visible. Examining the website closely shows that the live stream has a hundred or one thousand two hundred thirty-four plays, with fifty-six likes, seventy-eight shares, and nine hundred and ten comments. In order, these numbers make the sequence one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ah. <laughs> I love that. That's really cool. That's I love attention to detail like that. I like how yeah. that also heavily feeds into the theory that they never had a huge online uh, yeah. following on this event. Yeah. Because that's Absolutely. not enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think I just this movie was just a really fun thrill ride. Um, yeah. I think they did a really good job kind of establishing in the first parts of the movie just kind of like a fun dynamic between the group. Yeah. A lot of likable characters, in, not very common in found footage movies. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of found footage movies, they try to do that thing where at the beginning they have everybody hanging out and it's like a fun time where you get to know the characters and it always feels kind of like really awkward to me. And in this, I just thought it felt like really natural and yeah. good. And I thought it was really well done. Um, and then that kind of leading into them kind of being in this spooky environment during the like stage scares. And then as it got into like actual real scary stuff, I just thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, I would say probably one of my favorite creepy things in the movie was when like just the hands were reaching around the faces in room 402. I just thought that mm -hmm. was really well done. Fucking cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really cool. I can't the believe they, they ripped off phasmophobia. <laughs> totally yeah i'm pretty sure this um, came out before phasmophobia but i can't say for sure <laughs> I, I liked the dynamics that they set up and that like because they were kind of it was it was clear that like the three who knew what was going on were trying to kind of game the situation they kept setting up the pairs that they knew would do well together Mm -hmm. Um, which led to like bond. You could tell clear bonds had been formed between the characters. Like Ji Hyun and and Charlotte were yeah. clearly like besties immediately. They got on really well, mm -hmm. and so and uh, meanwhile, uh, A A Yoon and uh, was it Ji Yoon? Ji Yoon, Ji Yoon, yeah. They clearly like had crushes on each other, and yeah. were trying to tease each other, <laughs> and they just set... send her home already. We, we don't want her, her here. Home. Get her out. We should get. And rid then of... she's immediately like, "Oh, look, a wig," and he's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, the whole life. time leading up to things happening, they're all giving Ayon a really hard time about like her not being ready for whatever they're doing, and they don't think she's going to handle the scare well. But she keeps her cool longer than anybody else on the team. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, this yeah. is another thing I really liked is I didn't r register at first that Ayun and Jayun were not in the room when the clawing happened. Oh, yeah. They were, they were upstairs, upstairs trying to pry the door open and get it ready. They had yeah. no idea so what was going on. they missed out on everything. Yeah. And yeah. It, that no did idea. not click with me. Yeah, it didn't click with me at all until they got up there and... um. 
Sung Sung Hun. Yeah, camera. Uh Sung Hun came up and he's like, All right, we're out of here. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're, they're just like, like, trying to like start, we didn't what finish the, the door going yet. On. Yeah. They're like, but we're so close. And he's like, No, you have no idea. Uh Sung Wook. Just like, I don't know where he is. We need to go save him. And they're like Save him. We're dude, let's just get the door open yeah. and then we'll go do whatever you want to do. And he's like, God, no, please. <laughs> um Yeah, no. I I I think like maybe the one thing that like is not necessarily a detriment, but it's just kind of a found footage thing, is I really wish that every like kill apart from uh Jiyoon's or Jihoon's uh is that um I really wish that they didn't all just end with someone getting dragged away or like possessed and then like that's it. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind. Of, it's it's something that like is is it is a found footage thing because like when the camera cuts, it cuts. You don't get to see like anything more. It's not like when you can watch like in third person someone like mm -hmm. get gutted or whatever. But it, it does kind of get repetitive at a point where it's like, okay, you got dragged down a hall again. This is the third person I've seen get dragged down a hall in this movie. Yeah. Um. And they had the same uh, same kind of kill as in Hell House, where it's like someone gets strangled and you see their feet dangling, which yeah. is like, again, a little less impactful if you've seen it before, I think. Yeah, but, the, um, the captain's death at the end wasn't great. Like, yeah. I think both Matt and Stacy, after we watched it, they were like, I think that was probably the weakest part of the film. Yeah. Was him yeah. getting strangled. I think, I think it's like, uh, obviously, like, Comparing it to Hell House is a little bit inevitable, I think, because it's got a lot of similarities plot wise. Mm -hmm. um, specifically, you have the person who's like, no, we have to keep going. You, you bitches got to keep going. We're not going to. We're so close to profit, TM. Uh, yeah. And everyone else being like, dude, I think I think we've got a little too far. Um, but I do think that scene worked better for me in Hell House when he when he got like strangled and it didn't this one but the rest of the movie worked far better than Hell House in my opinion yeah, yeah. I liked I mean all this took place in one night and it makes sense of like it makes more sense of like keep pushing people to go and like finish it whereas in Hell House it happened like over like the span of a week and I'm like listen if all of this creepy shit is happening it's yeah. then, then like you're breaking during the day no, fuck that. Like, fucking right. Leave. Yeah. Versus, um, like, and there's, I think, a better argument in this one for, like, I think there's some good parallels in the story of, the, like, the director going mad and killing, like, the the patients and the captain going mad and, and like, making his people, like, die. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that parallel's really strong. And then I think also it makes sense that, like, in one night, he would kind of in the situation where he was, where he's like within this kind of field of like torment, as mm -hmm. we see, he's not outside of like just because he's outside of the building does not mean he's outside of the range of ghost fuckery. Yeah. Um. So it makes more sense that he he'd like be affected in that way. It doesn't seem like anyone in Hell House was like being mentally fucked with in the same way. It felt a lot more physical. Um, this movie felt more like, oh yeah, uh, we were the 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 landscape of things is getting really messed up, like because at one point, uh, Charlotte thinks that she's found the tent. She opens the door and she ends up in uh, oh, I in loved room that so much, and that was yeah. one of my favorite moments too. I love stuff like that. When that happened, I was just like, oh no, <laughs> yeah, no, sad. I really. 
gosh. I mean, there's so many things I like about this movie. I like... So something that this movie did that I haven't seen any other movies really do that I thought was like a cool thing. Um, and I liked that. Oh, I'll just go into it. The whole uh, VR camera thing mm-hmm. where um, the VR camera, they kind of bring it out into a room and it oh, shows yeah. the entire fucking room. I yeah, love the panoramic that. I love like, so much. As an audience member, every time they did that, I was like on the lookout. I was expecting yeah. something to like mm-hmm. show up or something creepy happen. And it never does. Um, but I'm it kind of like heightens that. that yeah, right? I for me it kind of like heightens like that anxiety just... thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of like keeping me on the edge of my seat a bit. And I just thought it was like a really cool trick that they yeah. use. The yeah. movie has you looking for things the entire time. Mm-hmm. And then it spends so much time not putting anything there for you to look for that by the time it does, you're like, Ugh! you know, you're yeah. like extra <laughs> sensitive to it. It kind of reminds me of, we talked about this last week for thematic reasons, and now we're talking about it for technical reasons. Uh, it reminds me of the inv- the new Invisible Man, where they did similar things, where they'd have really wide shots, and you know that there is a character that is invisible that could be fucking with anything in this scene, so your eyes are kind of tracking the whole scene the whole time to see if he's moving anything in the background, and he does. Mm-hmm. Um so it's that, it's that same feeling of like, I got to keep my eye out. Anything could happen at any minute. And I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. For different reasons, obviously, because this was a completely different like method. They, there were no invisible characters. I mean, there were ghosts. They didn't really. Nina thinks ghosts aren't invisible. Ghosts are <laughs> invisible. I am sorry. I feel the need to clear up that statement. <laughs> um, the ghosts in this movie do make themselves very visible at a couple different points, though. So That's there true. is that. I, I really yeah. like how they also Could put have made in their like clothes visible too. They, they also put in nope. like some subtle stuff. The way there's that one shot earlierish on where uh, it clearly shows all of them, and then yeah. later we get yes. the, yeah, the head guy just... going through the old footage, and he's like, "Who the hell shot this? Everybody's in frame. Where did yeah. this footage come from?" And that gets you thinking, that like, "Oh, so how cool. many times has the movie done this to me?" without me even realizing mm-hmm. it. And then it has you looking closer at everything from there. Like, I gotta be honest, when that happened, I was just like, oh yeah, one of them has like a camera on a stick because we'd yeah. already seen the VR camera. And in that shot, yeah. uh, Which, what, I think Jay Yoon like turns around and looks directly at the camera that's not supposed to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of plays more into the, are the ghosts fucking with the live stream directly? I think that's your yeah. direct answer of, yeah, they are. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, they seem to be. It's fantastic. Um, it's so I think good. one thing that I, that I really was impressed by in this movie, and we talked about this a little before the spoilers, um, is the staging of this set. Oh, my God. It feels so real the whole time from uh-huh. like the graffiti to like the lab stuff looks old and deteriorated. Yeah. It doesn't feel like my biggest problem with Hell House is that it felt like a set. You know, it felt like they were yeah. they had staged it before they got there and everything. All the like old stuff they found from when the ho- hotel was running yeah. felt like, oh, no, a crew obviously had to set this up. Yeah. With this, like, I've done very little urban exploration, but a little bit. And you do, like, when you stumble across shit like that, there's, like, even if it's the most mundane shit, like, just a few glasses, you're like, oh. It's just weird. <laughs> it's weird. And it, it felt like that. It's, like, every when they went to the lab especially, it was, like, 
or the shower room. It's like these are really cool environments that they've set up that feel really real and like they're just now being like they've not seen humans in like decades. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they did an incredible job. When I was watching with Stacy, she was like, Did they actually film this at the hospital? And I was like, I think so. And it's I didn't realize until certainly. like I looked it up today with like the fun facts or whatever of like, nope, it wasn't shot at the hospital. Huh. Um and they did like a fucking amazing job with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Honestly um, though. Yeah. But I was gonna say something else. And I don't remember. <laughs> oh. Uh I really liked so. You guys didn't watch this movie until like this weekend, but yeah, um, earlier this week, literally it was last Sunday. Um, Kara, 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 Mia, Mia K, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they watched it, <laughs> and <laughs> they put up a spoiler marking, and they were like, "I can't believe I just got got by a dang ping pong ball." <laughs> oh my god and it just made me so happy because uh she said she enjoyed it immensely and that she was still having a little of an adrenaline high which almost never happens wow made me feel good made me feel good it's a good movie it is a a good good movie movie. it's well done it captures the ghost hunter show feel really really well which i love yo i loved that so much Mm -hmm. it was Man, just the the opening shot with uh Hajun just like talking about everything and he's just like and then that like mirror shot where he's just like, yeah. like <laughs> there's said to be ghosts there. Don't don't yeah. it's like I yeah, I really liked the kind of angle of this being like a YouTube channel doing an yeah. investigation mm-hmm. and then like doing a live stream. I thought it was very modern day yeah very cool i thought it was done pretty well Mm -hmm. yeah it felt like something that would happen it didn't feel like it was contrived at all yeah i liked Mm -hmm. that charlotte had been to some of the other places on the list uh i I feel like charlotte was borderline their like celebrity guest Mm -hmm. that's kind of how was. yeah yeah also i love the celebrity guest is telling you not to touch the creepy fucking doll then don't Mm -hmm. touch the creepy fucking doll don't touch the creepy fucking doll (laughs) I loved the, all the moments where Charlotte was just like casually speaking like English and then yeah. switching back to Korean. That's how you write a bilingual character is it's mo- it's like that's that's like such a huge problem that I think a lot of um, English writers have when they write bilingual characters, especially Hispanic. They'll have them like really just like use random words in random places instead of full phrases, which is more like what you're used to which is where like uh d- spare spare me but i'm going to ma- mention jojo like how joseph will frequently just say oh no or oh, oh my, my god, god in english <laughs> 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 it's a full phrase and that's how it is yeah and i like that that charlotte is like clearly introduced as like an um korean american and she knows korean and speaks korean through most of the film but her name's charlotte and she does like drop some english phrases in there and it it stays consistent Mm -hmm. also the fact that they jump in the water and she puts her hair up into a ponytail afterwards but she's clearly reapplied her makeup god bless her for that (laughs) yeah truly um 
Yeah, all of the actors use their real names. Oh, yeah, I didn't notice that. I was surprised. Yeah. Okay. Why? I wonder if, like, what kind of decision that was, like, whose decision that was. Because Um, unlike uh, the team at Activision Blizzard, they're not going to get canceled and have to change McCree's name. (laughs) Changing McCree's name? They yeah, have he, to because he's one of the he's one of the the, uh, the guys the, that the was guys. involved. Like, oh no, yeah. guys. I haven't kept up on yeah. that situation. Yeah. Like first name, last name, named after mm. the dude. It was very unfortunate. There Always is a, a photograph of him in the um in the offending like Cosby suite. Unfortunately, um, unfortunately for the people who are now going to have to change his name, and for the women who were um who were assaulted, not unfortunately for him. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. Uh, Jeez! Wow. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's you gotta use the, the using real names in media is always a risk for multiple reasons. And yeah. I wonder, like, when they wrote this, how much of a this is another thing I was thinking. Uh, how much of a script? Like, obviously, it was very like well plotted. It doesn't feel like Ghostbusters twenty sixteen, where like they just had a scene and everyone improved or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone obviously acted really well in this. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I wonder like how much of a script did they have written out before they met the actors and like what, yeah. what did they get? What did they do afterwards? Like, I'm really interested about the filming process of this movie. Yeah. Cause it is very, very common for found footage movies to not have much of a script and be primarily improvised, which it, it kind of makes sense for everyone to keep their real names if you're going to do that, because it's easier to react more naturally when you're hearing your actual name. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, I don't know. I I feel it's like not I in the fun facts trivia thing in IMDb. So <laughs> what were you saying now? I wouldn't be surprised if this one was much more solidly scripted than like Hell House, for example. Mm-hmm. I feel like. I feel like Hell House watched like a movie that was not incredibly uh, scripted out. They watch paranormal activity. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> this, there's a very strong core storyline. There's twists and turns. I feel like this is a much more planned out found footage movie. Than, it definitely comes across more planned, but yeah, not right. in a bad way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a good way. Yeah. And Nina, I know you were complaining about the people kind of getting dragged down the hallways, but I do want to give a shout out to the ending scene where the guy is stuck in the wheelchair. Um, mm. It's kind of like shot down the hallway into room 402. I, I like that. That was a good one. Wheelchairs are scary. Mm-hmm. It could have hit a little bit harder if so many people hadn't gotten dragged down hallways before that. Yeah. But that was just a really good scene regardless. I'm sorry that the hallway wasn't good enough for you, Jeff. <laughs> Mr. Hallway is over here. I literally said that it was good despite what it had working against it. <laughs> Mr. Hallway. <laughs> Mr. Hallway's over here. Hey, I'm hauling over I'm here. I'm getting dragged down the hallway here. In Ganjam Haunted Asylum. <laughs> um, this was a real Ganjam Haunted Asylum of a time. Truly. I don't know that I have much else to bring up. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, there's not like a lot of like philosophy or anything to dive into with a movie like this. You just kind of get to talk about like the scary bits and like how well they did certain things. Um, I liked there's no audio or there's no like soundtrack at all. I loved that. 
they did uh, have the only, like I love a little bit of like spooky live stream music here and there, but mm-hmm. like it's, not. A I ton. love when he's like, "All right, the music's on, go in," and you just hear a little bit of yeah, <laughs> and as they're walking in, and did you notice with the camera? Uh, because of how those type of cameras are made, um, when the light hit it, you could see very clearly where the lenses cut and the next lens would start because like the center lens got lens flare on it. But the other two lenses, um, there was like a solid line where it's like, ah, these aren't getting flashed by the light. It's just the one that's like straight on <laughs> and as he moved around. Uh, the lens flare would move from rectangle to rectangle. Oh, I didn't. I missed that. that. That's super interesting. Oh. Yeah. You're such a tech nerd. You're such a nerd, Noah. Wow. Sorry. So I would like to uh, posit a uh, theory Nina and I had had that was. Whoa, 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 um, whoa! You telling me? You telling me that you actually have spoken to each other since watching the movie? No, like no, no, no. I don't know if this is a theory this I had or if it was theory just you. And during the movie, you're going to okay. push it on Very me like much. I had an idea You're about talking it, I don't so remember having Nina, You weren't even paying Nina attention said, while you were watching? See, I was paying attention, but Nina was saying that this movie was clearly a reflection of the socio-political environment of... No. Um, so that does we sound were, like something I'd say, though. We were trying to guess... <laughs> what order people were going to die in. Oh. And we were pretty sure Captain was going to go. Of course. We were very, this very sure. This was all you. This is something that Noah, this is something Noah said. Nina's full of shit. She literally <laughs> said that Captain was going to die first. All right, so what she I'm getting literally here. Said every time we went Noah, back to the tent, she's like, he's going to be dead. Oh, I moment. did say Emma, that. No, I did expect him Emma, to die. the thing that in... I'm thinking here is just that Noah has a real crackpot theory that he's leading into here, and he doesn't want to take no, sole credit okay. for it. Let me take it here. <laughs> Let no, me no, take no, it. No, 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 no one gets to take this except me. No Please, one gets to take this except me. We were trying to guess what order people were going to die in. Sure. Okay. And I was just wondering... Who did you think was going to go first? Um, that was I had it. the most suspicions that something was going to happen to the captain first. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought, thought first think. was going to be Jayun. That would have also made mm-hmm. sense. No, my, my thought was that something was going to happen to the captain in the tent and they were going to be left without his kind of guidance at all mm-hmm. um uh, i did like what happened i felt like like either way would have been fine um noah was theorizing that um basically what did happen but different he was just thinking that after we found out that it was fake that something was going to happen to one of the two guys that had been faking it and they were gonna crack and confess that like it wasn't fake uh which they did or that it was fake and now it isn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he got he nailed that one right on the on the face of it. Yeah. Uh do we want to do Noah's notes? Noah's notes. Noah's notes. Jeff, theme song. Actually, before Noah's notes, uh Emma, you mentioned <laughs> that you don't think there's anything like philosophical going on in this movie. There's no like deeper meanings. It's really You're so just stupid, like stupid, Emma. Uh, oh my god, no. <laughs> It kind of comes really across more like it's just so, saying, like, you know, what if a ghost hunting show went to a place that actually had ghosts? Ooh. Right? I, I guess, yes. <laughs> Where are you going with this, man? The socio-political economic what climate. <laughs> the socio-political economic climate. <laughs> um, they talk about money a lot. 
the whole reason mm-hmm. that they do everything that they do is for the money. They know that there's some amount of, well, you know, they get an idea that there is some amount of danger going in. They get very clear indications that the danger is real as they go along. And yet the guy in charge who does not perceive himself as being in any danger at all keeps pushing them to keep going. This is about the U.S. military in the Middle East. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of course. Or it might be about drilling and spilling and setting the planet on fire. Uh, That kind of thing. It's just about the doom doom upon us as a capitalist society. Honestly, kind of the impression that I got, it kind of feels like it's just like, you know, money's not worth dying for. It's dumb. Yeah, I don't know if that's actually intended. There always has to be I mean, some just sort of motivation to keep a lot them all the time going into the crazy stuff, though. Yeah, money's yeah. an easy kind of one to write about. Yeah, it's an easy one because it is what motivates most people. Yeah, it's an easy thing to put in your script for sure. I but like that. Does um, um, unconsciously lend it that meaning um, inherently by using that yeah. plot line? But yeah. yeah, I saw um, like a meme recently where it was like a high school English teacher um asks you to read the following sentence the curtains were blue and the teacher's <laughs> like this is obviously talking about like kind of the author relating depression to this character and all this stuff and then it's like what the author meant the curtains were blue yeah <laughs> yeah the only time that i'll read into color is like the lit like when it's very clear the author wants you to when they mention the same thing like eight times like in the great gatsby where he's like and then across the bay i saw this bright green light it's green like dollar bills there was a green light and it's like yeah yeah i am you once again to- mentioning that gatsby, gatsby is very hot <laughs> i love the theory um that i basically subscribe to at this point that zelda wrote great gatsby not f scott um okay he like stole her ideas because it does kind of read like a woman wrote it honestly so that's just something that i've heard recently i don't want to say that it's true because i'm on a podcast and people will yell at me um so i don't believe it's true i just think it's interesting to think about let's read some notes whoa wait whoa whoa hey hold up for any human to have written the great gatsby we must have gotten it from aliens yeah oh you're right just like the pyramids because humans aren't exactly humans can't do stuff and we're not going to let Jeff get away without singing a song. Oh, sing right. us a song. Oh, yeah. song I'm not trying to avoid <laughs> singing a-, a song. I, I think <laughs> it's it's been a little while since I did this the first time. I think it's time to come back to the Misfits theme. Because, you know, I, I personally connect a lot with some of Danzig's lyrics. You know, I also ain't no goddamn son of a bitch. You know, like, yeah, no, I feel that me. in my soul. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Nina is the reason that we read Noah's notes. Beautiful. Iconic. There we go. You get a golf clap for that one. Okay. <laughs> so there is, I want to do really quick want to mention um, that the humor in this uh, movie is on point. Uh, it's very much people goofing off with each other. There's a moment in the beginning where someone's asking why... Um, Jihoon has a, a GoPro and she's like, it's for the fuckumentary as she has it hooked to her middle finger. And I I love her so much. She's great. I'm sad she was the first one to go, but right. she also had some of the coolest imagery, so I can't like even be mad about it. She did. She did. I loved her though. Mm-hmm. She is my fave. Um, 
Okay, so here we go. Uh, we got... I love how this is a professionally done thing, so we have an excuse for sweeping overhead shots. That's not funny. That's just really cool. He's right. It was cool. Um, Those were neat shots. Um, we have... Oh, I was hoping they'd be live streaming, but I, but I wasn't expecting it. Just more, like, observations from the man. Very smart. Um... Trying to get into this. It might be coincidence, but the door just closed by itself. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> that line was so good. We're just like, come on. <laughs> but that's the kind of shit they say in ghost hunting shows. Like, right. Well, this may be nothing, but I just saw a, a heat signature go across this piece of metal. Oh, no. It was a reflection from the guy walking past it. Never mind. <laughs> um, I One thing that. Noah notes here that I think is really interesting is like Charlotte being kind of in an audience surrogate in a lot of ways, while also because mm. she's like American being able to supply some information. So we have uh, Noah's note says, I love how little Charlotte knows about Korean history. So <laughs> when we get the breakdown of like Korean presidents and whatnot, there's that. But also when they're like, oh, what's this holding up the EMF? Charlotte immediately is like, oh, it's an electromagnetic like field thing. Yeah. Uh, and everyone else is like, a what? In, in <laughs> Korean, please? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think that having her there was, was really, um, it played a lot of parts in how they how they kind of communicated information. Um, Man, I did forget about that, but I did love when they asked her to say, what do you, in Korean, please? Because she just <laughs> rattled off what it was in English, and it's like, well, that doesn't mean jack shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um... So much of this is just stuff that we've already talked about, unfortunately. Uh, whoops, sorry. Noah, did you find yourself not taking a ton of notes on this one? Yeah, I didn't take a lot of notes because I had to. I had to read the whole time. Right. I was so worried that he was going to miss something because he had to like type stuff. I was I like typing without looking down. The movie for almost every note that I wrote, and I only wound up with like half a page because I was just too busy paying attention to what was going on on the screen. Yeah, I. I usually round out about like four full pages of like, like you know, wow. stream of consciousness notes. Um, You're good none at of them are notes. deep. Jeez, none of them are deep. It's just commentary. Like seven hundred thousand viewers. Holy shit, that's a note. Yeah, wow. that's you know, that, like, like I usually oh, don't. Oh no, read. she's back inside. You know, things like that. Yeah, I usually um, don't okay. read that because it's just kind of figuring out where I am in the movie and what okay. kind of things he's commenting on. But but yeah, this one ended up with two and a half pages of notes. Okay, I only um, ever have, have like one to two pages of notes because I try to only write down things that have like some sort of significance. Well, you're also writing notes. I am typing notes. It's oh quicker. yeah. Yeah, you can get things done a little bit. So this segment's Yeah, it's gonna end up being pretty short today. We do have um that ping pong ball scared me. <laughs> <laughs> really? You're gonna do that? No, no. I, I was gonna flip back to the other one, but that one cracked me up. The we ping have ping pong ball is so good. Hajun, <laughs> it is it is a good one. Um we have a Hajun is really just pull, pulling a Thanos right now. Uh when explain. he straps on the cameras, he's just like, <laughs> fine. fine, I'll do I'll it do myself. It. Oh, I got it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, the rest of this is really just observational stuff. Do you have anything you want to highlight, Noah? Um, Does he have I... any notes about, because I was just thinking about this, um, I, th when the girl gets her arm clawed 
and then everybody's freaking out like and kind of talking to her trying to figure out what the fuck happened and then they all look towards that cage and it slowly opens that was that was a really good scene i was too busy watching to take notes (laughs) on that (laughs) yep it's that yeah. kind of the scene. only note I took was that I was really happy that they attacked one of the people who was believing that it was a real ghost thing mm-hmm. uh, versus one of the people who knew it was a fake. Yeah. Um, let's see, I like how long it takes to reach the entire crew that that it's fake. Mm-hmm. Like we mm-hmm. as the audience are told kind of early on, but it takes so they long for everyone well. present to finally find out. But the wig the fact that it is clearly sitting there on like a head yeah and it's not just floating there it's like when that happened i'm like okay come on that's clearly kind of fake and then when it was revealed that they set up most of the scares i'm like oh yeah i think the moment where i kind of started to think it might be fake uh i i talked about this i don't know if i talked about this on the podcast um but I talked about how with the most recent Conjuring movie, I watched a reviewer who was talking about how this was the first time in the movie where it occurred to her that the real life Ed and Lorraine Warren were definitely scam artists who <laughs> placed most of the stuff. Because in most of the other Conjuring movies, they've done a really good job of there never being a situation where Ed or, or Lorraine could have planted something. But in this most recent movie, she like goes to look for like, she goes under the house and she comes back and she's like, Oh, a talisman. You were probably cursed. Um, <laughs> and like that's, and that person who was doing the review was like, Oh, she definitely planted that. Yeah. Um, and that was like my thought in the seance scene in this movie or in the ritual scene mm, yeah. where they have, um, they have it all set up and everything, and I was like, this would be the easiest part to fake, and that is when we get confirmation that it was faked is right after that, because two of them were in on it. Yeah. So, um, but I like that they kind of don't necessarily make it so that you you don't guess that it was faked. It's like they kind of they kind of have enough hints that you can pick up on the fact that it's not everything could be real at this point, especially mm-hmm. because with like, urban exploration and stuff there's already a level of cynicism there if you don't believe in ghosts that like oh it might be set up um so i liked that like they they kind of got that out of the way and then they were like no it's real i know it's like not anything special or unique to this movie necessarily but mm-hmm. i liked that i liked how they did it yeah so, yeah that was good um anybody got anything it. else i think we're good yeah yeah. I don't Are we not going to have an episode that goes for two hours again? Yeah, kind of a short nope. one. It's just that good. We don't have a, a character to complain about for two hours like with Spring. Yeah. Yeah, there's really True. nobody not... that you hate in this movie. Even yeah. the captain, you're just kind of like, wow, what a douche. Can't wait to see him die. But there's, no, there's yeah, nothing he's... really special to say about him. Yeah, he's, he's not yeah. great, but he's also just kind of generally unremarkable. He's mm-hmm. not a poorly written character. You know yeah. that that's what they were trying to do with him. So there's no reason to be mad about the fact that he's a bad person. Yeah. It's like the narrative isn't treating treating him like he's right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, awesome. I'm glad that you all enjoyed this movie. Um, as always. Well, so next time we're doing a community. Oh, do you guys want to talk about Candyman? 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that as far as doing like an in theater movie on the podcast, it's gonna, um, is it's gonna be kind of hard to, especially one as as charged as this one, because it was as charged as I was kind of hoping it was gonna be going into. Cool. I think mm-hmm. it's one that I want to see a couple, like maybe two more times at least before I'm ready to like fully discuss it. Um, so I don't think we should do a full episode on this quite yet, but I will say to those of you who are curious and who listened to our last episode, definitely go watch 2021's Candyman, Nia DaCosta's, uh, I don't know if it's Nia or Nia. Nia, Nia is what I've been hearing. Okay. Please go watch it. It's very good. Um, I know it's doing well in the box office, so this is not like, a, oh, go watch it. It deserves to do good. It's, it's just a genuinely good movie. Um, I don't think it's perfect, just like it has its own little little flaws, I think. But overall, it did exactly what I was personally hoping it would based on the original. Um, it obviously was a love letter to the original as well. Uh, it's clear that they really wanted to honor the spirit of the first one. And yeah, uh, I think the one complaint that I've seen online the most and I agree with is that it doesn't necessarily highlight the... Um, environment and the people of Caprini Green as much as the first one does while still like talking about them a lot but that's something that like you know it was a choice uh, mm-hmm. and the only other thing is uh, trigger warning for uh, trypophobia absolutely oh. uh, and uh, flashing lights Yep. Uh, that's about it though other than that uh, it's everything you would expect out of a Candyman movie socially so if those things are sensitive for you uh, also be aware of that is there candy in this one? There, there is a is. lot of candy in this Ooh, one. I have to thank God. Finally, we got direct candy. candy connections. Yes, yes. There, there's a lot more candy in this one. So ten out of ten. I honestly, personally, <laughs> um, give the two movies combined, like the original and this one. I think they work really well together. And combined, I'd probably give them like a nine or a ten. Separately, I'd probably keep them at like an eight or a nine each. Uh, oh, so okay. I think they work really well together to tell a full story. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Cool. Okay. Well, so for our next episode, are we doing a community pick? I think we're up for a community pick, but we haven't polled everyone yet. So uh... so look out for that so on Twitter. So it's just a time for us to announce the options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the options. Which you will have the already options, seen on Twitter at this point. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, just look at our Twitter for the options. <laughs> um, our Twitter, as you hopefully know, is at Casual Horror Pod. Um, you can find me tweeting about new episodes, and every once in a while I'll throw up a tweet about something random. Um, and if you want to follow me personally, you can find me at Emma Panada on Twitter or Twitch. Uh, where I stream TTRPG stuff. TTRPG. Yeah, definitely do that. uh, And definitely also make sure that if you follow Emma and you like TTRPGs to watch our Kids on Bikes on Brooms, um, because we just had some, we've had really fun reveals every week and now everything's set up. So I think those reveals will slow down a little bit. How do you think a bike onto a broom? You'll like, have to watch carefully. and find out. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I think that it it plays really well to as like something you want to watch. So definitely, definitely do that. Uh, you can find me at Nina Wolverina on Twitter and Twitch and also on Instagram. 
Um, so go ahead and follow me. I have been more active recently on my horror Twitter as well, uh, How Sasha Rises. I tweeted a lot about Candyman uh, 2021. I retweeted some really good articles, and I plan on continuing to do that. Um, so definitely follow me there. I'm Noah. You can find me as Bubba the Bad, B-U-B-B-A-D-A-B-A-D. Twitch, Twitter, and Insta. Follow, talk. We uh, we talked about theology on Twitch this Thursday. Nice. Uh, so that was fun. That Were was you an talking about Aslan? Being honest. No, we were talking uh, about Lilith. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What about you, Jeff? <laughs> uh, I have not been talking nearly enough about theology on my social media lately, but you can find me on Twitter at Bubba Wubba Dab. That's B-U-B-B-A Wubba D-A-B. And you can find me like on that. Instagram and TikTok at The Hammer of Jeff. Love it. Perfect. Have you ever well, considered changing your Twitter handle to the Hammer of Jeff? I've been thinking about it a lot lately. <laughs> I think the joke is kind of that the meme is over. It makes more sense to just unify it because, like, the the bubble wubba dab joke doesn't make sense to anybody at all. So, like, yeah, it's just like, why are these two brothers that close that they have almost the exact same like username? And the answer is. Not really. <laughs> oh, I got bad news. The hammer of Jeff is taken. Oh. By, by someone who doesn't who, even... Who even. only tweets about their Amazon store and they haven't tweeted since 2018. Wow, fuck that guy. It's a girl. What? Her name is Jacqueline. Yeah, what? her name's Jacqueline. <laughs> She's not even a Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> so is it re- is it referring to Jeff Bezos then, since she only posts about Amazon? Oh, the hammer of Jeff. Maybe. Wow, I can't, I can't believe, believe you just got displaced. By- yeah, <laughs> now it's personal. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening to our episode. We hope you enjoy Ganjam Haunted Asylum as much as we did. Uh, and until next time. Stay spooky, my friends. We hope you poop your pants.